0: This is Anchor LA, a podcast presenting world headlines, technology news, arts and data, and encouragement from the Praise Light Media Studios in Panorama City, California. Good day to Wednesday, the 27th of June 2018. A wind-driven wildfire tore through rural Lake County in Northern California over the weekend, scorching 7,700 acres and prompting evacuations and destroying a dozen structures by Sunday afternoon while threatening hundreds more. Residents of roughly 600 homes in the remote area were ordered to pack up and leave. Those who stayed behind were urged to limit their water usage so it could be conserved for firefighting. This, according to the Los Angeles Times, which also stated that two water dropping helicopters helped douse flames, allowing firefighters on the ground to get closer to the fire's edge and attack flames directly. According to local Fox 40 in Sacramento, residents aren't only worried about their homes, they are also worried about Chalk Mountain, an old World War II sulfur mine. When sulfur mixes with fire, that creates sulfur dioxide which is poisonous. CAL FIRE says they are consulting with Bureau of Land Management experts about all the mines in the area. They are accounting for those mines in their strategy, which at this point relies heavily on air support as well. Apple reportedly has big plans for its audio device lineup in 2019. According to a new report from Bloomberg, the iPhone maker is working on an upgraded model of its AirPods earbuds, a new model of its HomePod speaker, and a new pair of over-the-ear noise-canceling headphones all of which could arrive next year. This according to Ars Technica, which also stated that the upgraded AirPods are expected to cost more than the existing pair which go for $159, but will likely live alongside them as an upgraded model rather than a full-on replacement. The existing AirPods are still scheduled to be refreshed with better wireless technology and hands-free Siri activation later this year. And according to 9to5Mac, Apple has discussed adding biometric sensors to AirPods, turning the AirPods into a health-wearable In addition to an audio product. Although no details are available on the new version of the HomePod, Apple's reply to the Google Home and very successful Amazon Echo, think Alexa, almost any sales for Apple would be better than their previous HomePod attempt, which was pulled after only a few months due to serious underperformance in the market. In 1553, King Edward VI of England died at the young age of only 16, leaving a sudden vacancy and uncertainty in the English throne. Taking advantage of strong popular support, the staunch Catholic, Mary Tudor, Henry VIII's firstborn, swiftly gathered her forces to claim her rights to the crown. Simultaneously, the will of the former king was to ensure a Protestant legacy, so he had named his cousin, Lady Jane Grey, to be crowned Queen, which was done directly following his death against her will, as she had no wish to carry the title. Supporters of the new Queen Jane attempted to capture Mary Tudor, who was rallying support elsewhere. However, in a matter of days, it was evident that Mary had rallied overwhelming support for her cause, and subsequently Queen Jane's government threw their support behind Mary and Jane was declared a usurper. Jane had ruled England for less than two weeks, during one of the most turbulent times of its history. Jane was then arrested, confined to a section of the Tower of London, tried and found guilty of treason. Initially, Mary seemed bent on showing mercy. That was until Jane's father was caught as part of a conspiracy to overthrow the government. At that point, Jane became too great a risk to Mary's reign. As long as she was alive, someone could try to free her and set her up again as queen. Her death sentence was then sealed. Author Simonetta Carr says this of Jane Grey, We know relatively little of Jane's life until Edward's death and the enactment of his will, but she emerges as a typical teenager from the few documents available. Her early letters reflect a simple desire to move away from home and a pleasing demonstration of literary skill. Strangely, it's in this ordinariness that we find the greatest encouragement for ourselves when this very normal young girl had to face sudden humiliation, imprisonment, and eventually death. The scriptures and the theology that she had consistently and almost inconspicuously learned day after day as a young girl, mostly in church, school, and family devotions, took prominence in her life. Fox's Book of Martyrs relates a fascinating story between Jane Grey and a doctor of the Catholic tradition, Master Feckenham. Feckenham had been sent by the now Queen Mary to the Tower of London in an attempt to convert her cousin to Catholicism. And with that, we transition into our next segment with the conversation that followed. Fox's Book of Martyrs and History relates a fascinating story between Jane Grey and a doctor of the Catholic tradition, Master Feckenham. With the wording adjusted for understanding in today's English, the Catholic Fecanum claims to Jane that it is necessary to salvation to do good works, and it is not sufficient only to believe. To which the recently deposed Queen Jane replies, I deny that, and I affirm that faith only saves. But it is proper that a Christian follows his master, Christ, to do good works. Yet may we not say that they profit our salvation, for when we have done all works, we are still unprofitable servants, and faith only in Christ's blood saves us. Feckenham disagrees to this, and subsequently grills her on the number of church sacraments. Jane replies that there are only two sacraments, the one sacrament of baptism, and the other the sacrament of the Lord's Supper. Feckenham retorts, no, there are seven. Jane then questions, by what scripture do you find that? Feckenham seemingly stumbles and says, well, we will talk of that hereafter, but what is signified by your two sacraments? Jane then goes on to biblically explain baptism and communion and defends corruptions of them that had been set in place by the Catholic Church. The story continues and a quick search for Lady Jane Grey and Fox's Book of Martyrs will come up with the rest of the text. Simonetta Carr continues with her thoughts on the story of Lady Jane Grey when she relates a letter written by Jane to her younger sister Catherine. Desire, sister, she wrote, to understand the law of the Lord your God. Live to die that by death you may enter into eternal life, and then enjoy the life that Christ has gained for you by his death. Don't think that just because you are now young, your life will be long because the young and the old die as God wills. Deny the world, defy the devil, despise the flesh, and delight yourself only in the Lord. Repent of your sins, and yet don't despair. Be strong in faith, and yet don't presume. With St. Paul, desire to die and be with Christ, with whom, even in death, there is life. Any effective teacher of the gospel must do more than just dispense facts of the gospel. We must warn, we must exhort and explain the invitation of the gospel as laid out in scripture. We may have impressive knowledge of the truth, but if we don't have a loving concern for how people react to it, our representation of Christ is lacking in very key aspects. Jesus had that kind of compassion. Despite the rejection of his own people, he ached for their salvation. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her, how often I wanted to gather your children together, the way a hen ushers her chicks under her wings, and you were unwilling. That's in Matthew 23. Paul had similar compassion. I have great sorrow, he writes in Romans 9, An unceasing grief in my heart, for I could wish that I myself were accursed, separated from Christ for the sake of my brethren, my kinsmen according to the flesh." A true teacher is interested in more than just academics, he is concerned that people respond rightly to what is taught. Just as the writer of Hebrews had to warn and exhort his readers at times, it becomes necessary for us to warn those we are proclaiming the gospel to. If we want to see unbelieving friends and relatives or associates come to Christ, we must warn them. We must let them see the passion in our hearts and our love for them. May we strive not to allow anyone to slip into eternal destruction without being warned sufficiently. And may we ask God to give us wisdom regarding when to warn the people that we are witnessing too. Thanks for listening to Anchor L.A. on Twitter at Anchor L.A. Podcast and Facebook.com slash Anchor L.A., where you can find links and information to various topics we cover on the show. Contact us anytime with questions or comments or call into our show directly on the Anchor app with input or suggestions. We'd always love to hear from you. Until next time, from Panorama City, California, I'm Ben Ditzel. This is Anchor L.A.